Hey everyone, happy new year. No guests this episode, just me. I just wanted to share some thoughts I've been having about replacing my annual goals with more of a focus on developing really small habits. I've been creating annual goals for like the past 20 years and I really like the direction they provide, but I've noticed that sometimes, sometimes I'm not so good at translating goals into actions. Sometimes the goal is just overwhelmingly big. Sometimes I don't really know where to start. Sometimes I get distracted or just don't find the goal motivating. And so a couple of thoughts, a couple of resources came to me that really got me thinking about habits instead. And so if you would give this episode a listen and let me know your perspective. It's a new year. I'm excited to get started with it. And I'm really excited to hear what you think of these thoughts. So let me know. All right, so welcome to Life Mastery. This is Brock Edwards, and I'm really excited to bring this episode to you today. Now, this podcast has been out there for just over two years. This is the 62nd episode, and we've now been downloaded in 74 different countries. And that really excites me. And just because this isn't a a me thing, this is an us thing, right? It's not just individual to me. It's not just in my country, but it's really kind of a global thing where people in their midlife, in their 50s, 60s, beyond, are looking around. And and you're looking for ideas, inspiration, information on how to make it a phenomenal second half. And I know there's some great ideas being shared by all the guests. So this episode actually is going to be a little bit different. Now, I've got some great guests coming up. We actually have a couple month backlog. That's actually a really good problem to have. So I'm excited to get those episodes out in the coming weeks and months. And of course, have more guests kind of kind of lining up as we go. So this should 2023 should be a great year. Now, it is the start of the new year, and it is that time of year when people set resolutions and annual goals. I do anyway, and I've done so, geez, since 2002, I think. Now, I set goals every year, and that often includes three and five-year goals. And one time I even pushed it out to 10 and 25-year-old year goals. I mean, I have my whole life kind of tried mapped out. And some of those I achieved, and some of those goals return year after year to just haunt me and taunt me. And yeah, as I look back at those successes I've had in my life, I realized there were very few that were associated with goals. So it's kind of weird. I have spent 20 years focusing on goals, but the most important things that have happened in my life are really things that I didn't plan for, that I hadn't really mapped out. When I look back over those 20 or so years and all the goals I created and what I succeeded at and what I didn't, what I discovered is that most of the cool things have been happening in my life, as I said, were not really connected to goals. And there were two big drivers to the successes or or what created those great things. Some of them, many of them, were just kind of seemingly random chance that I just happened to be in a position to take advantage of. Or... I was just already taking consistent action down a path and that resulted in some awesome things. And so, but often that consistent action wasn't a part of any kind of smart goal. It was just an activity I enjoyed or I was just aimed at kind of a a broader direction. Here's a specific example. Now, years ago, I wanted to do a triathlon. And so this, I actually had a goal around it. This is one that I did have a goal for. And, but I knew I needed to be in good shape. How good of shape do I need to be in? I really didn't know. I'd never done it before. But leaner and fitter seemed to be a really good starting point. So I 
created an eating and exercise plans to be at my best for the event that I registered for. And there, there was actually, I only had, you know, four months or so to train for it. And so I was pretty motivated. And I, like I say, I just had a few simple diet and exercise rules. I stuck to them and I ended up being about as lean and fit as I've been a, as an adult. There wasn't really a specific goal though. It wasn't like I wanted to reach a certain weight or, or finish in a certain position. There was just this broad intention to excel and a simple daily action plan. Another example in my life is podcasting. Now, some of you may know that this is not my first podcast. This is actually my second podcast, and I've worked with other people on their podcasts a little bit. And so when I first got started, it wasn't part of an annual goal at all. In fact, I just had a spark of inspiration listening to a podcast while on a run. And that led to an idea, which led to, which I pitched to a friend who was already doing a podcast, and I was just putting the idea out there for him. I thought it'd be cool for him to do, and he ended up inviting me to collaborate and co-host his podcast for this limited series run that we did, and it all went from there. So it was nothing planned, nothing intended, but has been something that has become hugely important in my life. And if I try not to talk about it too much, but this past year, I've been racing go-karts, and I've been loving it, and it was something I'd never done before. And really from the outside, it, it happened on almost a whim, not this long-term plan. You know, it'd been an idea that'd been in the back of my head for probably 25 years. And then something sparked it, brought it to the surface. I did some, you know, some Google searches, like how do you race go-karts? How do you get in karting? And really in less than three weeks, like three weeks later, I had bought a cart, all the gear, and I was ready for the season. Again, not a long-term goal. At the start of the year, I did not anticipate it one bit. And yet turned out to be something that I really, really enjoy and has become a very important part of my life. Now, what about on the flip side of that? Where I mentioned that sometimes I didn't have a goal. I didn't really take action. I was just in a place to take advantage of something cool that came up. So on the flip side here is that the current house that, that we're living in is just one of my wife and mine's favorites. And we, we've actually, over the years, had a lot of different houses. I know some people, you know, buy a house, stay there for 25, 30 years. We do not. We, we've actually ended up moving around back and forth quite a bit for jobs and such. And like I say, this house is one of our favorite. It, it actually hits about 90% of a list of a dream house items I came up with years ago. However, even though I'd come up with that list, like where do I want to live in the future? What's my house going to be like? And all those things, just kind of visioning. This house didn't come about because of a goal or a plan. We weren't looking for a house. We owned a house. We were happy where we were. Then opportunity knocked, rang the bell, kicked on the door, <laughs> pounded on the walls until we answered. And we actually kind of drug our feet into selling our house and getting this one. And it was one of the best things we've done. Phenomenal house. Love this house. Love the location. Now, and again, there wasn't a goal. We weren't even taking specific action for it. It was just something that kind of showed up and that's cool when it happens, but you can't really predict that. And, and I don't know that you can base your life on waiting for cool stuff to happen. So because of that, I'm not discounting the importance of goals. I mean, I, I'm kind of data driven. I really like having specific numbers to measure progress against. However, while I do like that, I do also have this love-hate relationship with goals. I, I really do. And part of it is just like I've, I've been talking about these examples I've been giving, some of the coolest things in my life really had nothing to do with goals. And part of it is that many things that are important to me aren't really measurable. 
And even those that are measurable, since I know that I invented whatever the measure is, I know it's actually pretty arbitrary. And so I don't find that particularly motivating at all. And so, you know, here's an example of things that don't have a specific number to measure. Like I want to have a great relationship with my friends and family. That's, that's in my goals. That's in my intentions. And it sounds good, but what's the specific measurable goal that goes with that? I don't know. However, Jay Coons, he was actually one of the first guests on this podcast. He mentioned that he stays connected to his adult kids by texting or calling all of them once a day. And for him, it's a simple habit that makes a big difference and creates better relationships than, well, having a goal about better relationships ever would, at least for me, because I would put this goal down about having better relationships, but not really know what to do, you know, or just focusing on, on big events. Also, in along those lines, I tend to overfocus on goals and underfocus on actions. Now, I know that when you have a goal and then you create a plan and then you follow the plan and that all makes sense to me, I just, I don't always go there. And so maybe you can relate. I, I, I don't know. Maybe you've had those goals where you came up with this thing you wanted to do, but you didn't know how to do it or you didn't really have a plan or you created a plan and realized that eh, maybe that goal wasn't really that exciting after all. I mean, when I think of the plan goals I didn't accomplish, often it was I just didn't have a plan or, or I created a plan and I didn't stick with it. I either really didn't know what to do or I didn't make the action a priority. So I'd only give it my intention occasionally. And so looking back, taking daily action, even just doing small things, less intense things, would have moved, moved me much closer than kind of the radical sporadic focus that, that I would have when I would dig in and then get distracted by other things so life would get in the way. For example, when I, when I think about my target weight and actually my, my target body fat percentage, putting that as a number out there really hasn't been as helpful as just making some better choices day in and day out really would have been. I would be so much further along if I just forgot the goals and just ate more like an adult and less like a teenager. Again, maybe you can relate. I don't know. Also, I find that many of my goals are either too small, so they're not motivating. In fact, they're so small, it's like, why even bother putting this down? Or they're too large. And they're even over, they're just overwhelming, and I don't know where to begin, or it feels like they're so big that whatever action I take today is really not going to make a difference. And so it's easy to put off. And sorry for this kind of ongoing rant here. This has just been going around in my head. And so I want to get your thoughts on this. No one wants goals. We, we don't. We want the results that we create in pursuit of the goal. But the goal itself is just a, a tool, a way of getting there. And so I do like the direction that goals set. But the best paths I've taken rarely had a goal attached to them. However, I will admit there was a broad intention, a general direction. And so, again, I, I mentioned this before, I'm not missing, dismissing goals. They can be really helpful. However, this year, I want to try something different. I want to try an experiment. It may not work the way I want it to, but I want to try something different. Because what I was doing in the past, like I say, I don't think it's really been working for me as much as I want it to work for me. And so I'm going to be focusing more on the daily behaviors that move me in the direction I want to go versus specific smart goals. And so thinking about where I want to be in a year is sometimes, like I say, it's a bit much. Sometimes I want to be so much further ahead, I, I can't break it down in the daily. So thinking about the simple things that I need to do every day to move forward to create the life I want to create, 
that just seems easier right now. It provides an easy plan. Dan Gable once said that if it's important, do it every day. If it's not important, don't do it at all. And I really like that. I am also a bit enamored with the idea of adding rather than subtracting. So I first heard about this a couple of years ago as a way to eat healthier. So the idea is that rather than worrying about cutting out the bad, just focus on adding in the good. And this really does two things. One, it ensures that you're getting the good nutritious food no matter what. And when you're getting that good nutritious food, it naturally starts to crowd out the bad food. And I really, really suspect that this works for all habits. So I'm looking more at what behaviors and actions can I add into my life instead of what bad habits do I want to get rid of. The other day on a podcast with Pat Flynn and Dan John, I heard them talking about putting success in your way. And I'm paraphrasing, but I think that's how they put it. Now, the idea is don't make it hard to be successful. Make it really super easy to be successful. So one of the things I'm trying to do is exercise in the morning. Maybe you're trying to do that too. And admittedly, I often find it overwhelming when the alarm goes off and I'm lying there in bed and I have to think, okay, what do I have to do? I've got to pack my gym clothes, or actually I've got to find my gym clothes, put them on, pack my work clothes, all that. In reality, this takes like almost no more time to get ready than just getting ready does. It's a small, simple thing to do. But for whatever reason, in those pre-dawn hours, it just becomes this overwhelming task and I end up going back to sleep. So putting success in my way would just be packing my bag the night before. A really simple action that would support the habit I want to create. I use exercise as an example, but I I think this applies to to many things. But another exercise example, because, well, just because, I think more people, A lot of people relate to that. So I've tried to take it even smaller. So I have a pull-up bar in my closet, and I've long had it written down to do 10 pull-ups total throughout the day every day. It's very doable, and if I just do two or three pull-ups every time I I go into my bathroom, I'd easily have my 10 before the end of the day. And and so I just wasn't getting it done. And the other day I was thinking about why. I mean, it's so easy, and I don't know if you've ever listened to a Red Jim Rohn. He's a business philosopher, and he once said something to the effect of the problem with things that are really easy to do is they're really easy not to do. And so I realized I needed some sort of reminder and also a way to track so I wouldn't have to remember how many I'd done throughout the day. And I know it, it sounds stupid saying it, like, hey, I've only got to count to 10, right? But it's just one more thing to keep track of, one more thing to remember. So I did the really simple thing. Now I'm keeping track with a dry erase marker on my bathroom mirror. It also serves as an obvious reminder, just kind of taunting me to get it done and a way of tracking my efforts. So it does both things. It's motivating and it helps me stay on track. It's just stupidly simple. And yet I'd miss that solution for, for years. So I've been working on a short list of habits around all the different areas of life. And maybe you are too, as you're thinking about news resolutions or annual goals, you know, fitness, finances, family, and impact. Those are kind of the four big areas that I look at. You might break it down differently. I I, I don't know. But many of them that I'm working on are just this really, really, really small thing. Like I have an overall daily target for, for drinking water, but I realize that I don't always get there. So I've made it easier. One of the things, one of the habits I'm trying to do is now just drink 25 ounces of water when I wake up and right when I get home from work. I know if I do that, I'm halfway to my goal and I will have gotten the rest of the water throughout the day. In fact, I know from experience that 
If I drink that 25 ounces right when I get up, I'm really likely to hit that goal. And so when I think of these other things, just like, hey, I've also got a certain amount of protein that I want to get each day. Well, one of the ways to help me do that is just have a protein shake with or for my breakfast. That's it. Don't have to think about it. Just do it every day. Text call my kids daily, you know, like Jay's example. I just, there's a lot of minor things like that that I'm wanting to incorporate in my life. And I'm really excited about doing it. I'm just looking, how, how do I make the habits as small as possible, right? right? In the past, I was looking macro, big picture. Here, I've kind of got that on the horizon looking, but what's the little bitty thing I can do? You know, will these really small habits get me in the best shape of my life? Will they make me just the bestest, most awesomest dad ever? No, they won't, not by themselves. But I think they will create really good momentum to build off of. And there is like literally no downside to drinking more water, getting more protein, communicating with my kids more often. So it's a complete win. I benefit without really any cost. Now, am I suggesting that everyone should have those specific habits? No, not at all. Everyone's life is different. But I just want to share where I'm at getting started and also just use those as examples because I think they're examples that most of us can relate to. Now, As we wrap up today, and I'd love to hear from you, what habits are you trying to build in the new year? What are a few simple actions that you could add in every day that don't really have a downside and would move you close to the life you want to create? And again, I'm not against goals. I'm just experimenting with putting my focus in a different place. I still have goals. At least I have a direction. In fact, as I was putting all of these things together in my head over the past couple days, I did a goals exercise that had me thinking about my life in 20 years, two years, two months, and it was helpful. But rather than refining it down into formal formal goals, I'm just focusing on the daily inputs instead of the long-term outcomes to see what a difference it makes for me. So what are your goals for the coming year? I know I just spent like 20 minutes ranting about goals, but I mean, we've got to have a direction we, we want to go. And so maybe a better way of asking that would be, what new challenges do you want to take on? What do you want to be different about your life one year from now? What are one or two just stupidly simple daily actions that you could take? How will you make them easy to do? So easy that it's easier to do them than to not do them. So less about striving and more about being, perhaps. And I'm really excited to see where this goes. My wish for you in the new year is to, for you to continue to learn, explore, grow, and just play bigger in your life. Take on new challenges. Be a little silly. Remember the you that you'd forgotten about over the years. And discover the you that you never knew you were. Midlife is just such a time to thrive. And so let's get started.